Welcome, everybody, again to another episode of the Shop Notes Podcast. Today is episode number 27. I'm Phil Huber, your host, joined by the usual cast of suspects, Logan Whitmer and John Doyle. On today's episode, we're going to be dipping into the potpourri bag and asking a variety of questions and covering a bunch of topics. So I hope you'll enjoy this episode. This episode of the Shop Notes podcast is brought to you by Woodsmith Magazine. Woodsmith Magazine has been the trusted source for all your woodworking information for over 40 years. From tips and techniques to furniture projects to shop projects, you'll find it all at Woodsmith Magazine. Subscribe today at woodsmith.com. Okay, so we I say we start with the, with the off-topic one first, just because it's there's... There's some excitement here. Well, does it make it off topic or does it make it on topic? We start with it. Right. Well, it's off topic. So the off topic, on topic topic is what unusual critters have you found in your shop? Yes. So. Besides children, human right. children. Human children um, raised by humans. Yeah. Yep. So for me, what made me think of this recently is in the last month or so, uh, we've had our garage door open because the kids are in and out with their bikes and stuff. And a robin kept coming in here and trying to build a nest on top of my garage door opener. And I think it got to like half built one day and I kept tearing it down. And it's like, come on, Robin, use your head here. I'm going to close the garage. You're not going to be able to get in. It's not cool, man. So we compromised and ended up building a nest outside of um, the garage on top of the light. So I let it have that. And it's right now it's got two baby birds. So we're cool. Just stay out of the garage. So that's what made me think of this. But then the other ones that I've had is we used to have our video studio down kind of on the south side of Des Moines in the floodplains and uh, we had a shop down in the back of that and I was cleaning out one day and I found a like three foot long snake skin so the snake that was in my the shop before that is now larger than three <laughs> feet because it shed that skin so I was like hmm, okay well that's why I'm not seeing any mice it's <laughs> taking care of it. So Thankfully. that was kind of creepy. Yeah. So now I don't clean anymore. Um, the, other, <laughs> the other one that I had in there was like a tennis ball-sized spider. And it was like, it was right by the door too, right next to the door. And it's like I was just trapped in there. So right. I found like a 10-foot-long ten, ten stick to like kind of squish it. It was like, I don't mind spider, spiders, but it's like, Sorry, guy. One of us has to go. Right. We're not gonna. We're not gonna be friends. Yeah. So. Well, those. Be, those are the. Fair. At that studio, we also you and I also chased a uh, groundhog yeah. through the field we're right there. Mm -hmm. Yep. We tried. We tried to put a little sneak in on it, but we couldn't. Yeah, we had chipmunks come in when the doors were open there, and deer yeah. would come right up to the door, and all kinds of critters. So. Then we had a coyote outside there once, I remember. Mm -hmm. Turkey. Turkey. Mm -hmm. So, all kinds of stuff. So, what have you guys had sneak into your shop, leave remnants? Uh, so, 
I recently, uh, what, last week and two weekends ago, was clearing out my storage garage, which is where I was storing all my lumber that I've cut. Mm-hmm. And yeah, found a big old three foot snakeskin in there. Mm-hmm. That's all I found. I mean, it was like yay long, you know, it's just so far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I'm like, I mean, I moved on the lumber board before and it couldn't be in there, I don't think. Uh, so that's why I found, found that. Uh, my garage up here, I actually found, um, I think I told you guys when I found my dead mole in there. I tell you is that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I had I had unloaded like a moving blanket out of the back of my truck, just kind of threw it on the floor in the garage because we were going somewhere or whatever. And the next day I go in there and there's a dead mole in it. Like it crawled in there. And I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that was a mole. It might have been a uh, what, what's the weevils or uh, a shrew or a shrew, a vole. I think it was a vole. Okay. Um, Last thing it screwed. Yep. And then. Mm-hmm. Uh, same garage, same stall. Uh, just the other day, I found found some little droppings from something. They were ball like ball shaped. So they, I mean, they were like miniature miniature rabbit pellets. Okay. I, I mean, I don't think it was a miniature rabbit. rabbit. It right. might have been. We call them rabbits. John. Oh, okay. Uh, Krylicheks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, you know, with my shopping in the house here. I, I don't really get anything in there. Although mm. I was, I did reach under my bench to vacuum a couple of months ago, mm. and I'm I should reach under there with the broom to sweep out, and get the big pile of shavings out from underneath there, and hair came out, and I started pulling it, and it was raccoon hair, and I was like, "What the heck?" And I think I I might have sent you guys a picture of this. <laughs> I, did this. Mm-hmm. I pulled out, and I I thought I had a dead raccoon under my bench in my house. I'm like, how did that happen? It was actually just a little remnant of like raccoon fur. It was like a dog toy at some point. I mean, it was like no oh, okay. raccoon fur, but it, it somehow made its way under my bed. It scared the crud out of me when I started pulling it out. I'm like, why is there a dead raccoon under my, <laughs> my bench? Because it was quite clearly raccoon hair. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, not, I mean, nothing crazy. A lot of spiders. I mean, spiders all the time. But that's right. Pretty yeah. Much it. Spiders you know? are pretty common. Yeah, they're, they're the cleanup crew. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fight the battle of spider webs all over the place in my garage shop here. Um, one time I, I think I was coming home from work and pulled into the garage and right in front of where my, where I park my car is where my workbench is. And I saw a mouse right on my bench top, just hanging out, doing whatever mm-hmm. mice do. So after that, I put out a little, uh, mouse poison on the top of my bench and the next day or a couple of days later just came into my shop and had the telltale odor of success. <laughs> nice. But the, the weirdest one was when we first moved into this place and um, I was cleaning out the back section of where my shop was going to be and starting to move stuff in. And there was this odd discoloration on the back wall, like, right in the middle of the shop wall and like what looked like a bunch of, you know, like somebody had tried to sweep at one point and just kind of pushed it all into the, against the wall and never really scooped it up. But when I was cleaning it away, realized that somehow a squirrel had gotten pinned back there and died and dried out. And so it was like this super flat, 
fur-covered squirrel jerky that scoop away. So I'm not sure if that was an omen for just moving into here or if that was. Yeah. We we used to get squirrels into the print shop. I mean, they would get, we had the insulation that was it was up on the ceiling, but it was like covered in like almost Tyvek, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. They would they would climb the trees. So rough. And then all of a sudden you'd be sitting there and you just you could watch their watch them run through the insulation from one end of the building to the other. And it would just be doing circles up there. It's like they're playing squirrel Mario Kart, you know? Yeah. It's like, man. <laughs> and I did have a sparrow trying to build a nest here in here, like late fall one year. Like it was just looking for a warm spot for the winter or something. And it would sit out on the fence just outside the garage. And every time we opened up the door, he'd fly in. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to chase him out. Yeah. So we get, we get frogs in the garage a lot. Oh yeah. Like frogs and toads. Yeah. And, we, and we're out kind of in the woods. So we get a lot of tree frogs and stuff. And yeah. They, they chase, I think they chase the bugs into the garage. Like it's the light gets left on or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, Three days later, you'll find a flat frog somewhere. Mm-hmm. So lovely. Yeah. All right. Question number two then is a little bit more on topic, and that's recent tool purchases. <clears throat> yeah. Well, okay. you know, this is what I kind of uh, thought of because I had a uh, recent uh, purchase that I thought was kind of cool. Um, I've been Sol and I have been talking for a while about slip stones. Um, you know, because I've I've been wanting to get a slipstone to uh, tackle some of these um, gouges that I have, stuff like that. Well, you know, it's just something to fit in these weird profiles. And I recently made the switch from water stones to oil stones, so I wanted to get <clears throat> or I wanted a oil slipstone uh, sure. that would cover most of my profiles. So I didn't buy one; I bought twelve. Perfect. Uh, yeah. yeah, so if you guys are watching on YouTube, uh, you can see all the different profiles there. There's a bunch of them. Um, so I'm a gr- I'm in a group on Facebook. I believe this was from the Unplugged Woodworkers group. Uh, there's a gentleman over in Italy that uh, he – I don't know if he wheels and deals in whetstones specifically. I, I always see that he has natural oil stones for sale. Um, and most of the time they're like from the Isle of Crete in Greece. Um, but he posted, he had a, a few sets of these natural oil stones from France. And I thought the price for 12 oil stones was very reasonable. They ended up being about $10 a piece for each slipstone after shipping to the U S from Italy, which I thought was, was pretty good. Um, do I need all these profiles? Probably not, but there's some interesting ones here, uh, that I think will, will work well. You know, some, some have like that diamond oh, profile, knife edge, yeah. yeah, the knife edge, uh, a bunch of different radiuses and stuff, uh, radii. Uh, so I think there'll be a good, uh, addition to my sharpening set. Um, you know, it's, uh, I don't sharpen carving tools all the time, but when you need to, Nothing beats a good slipstone. So, and I did uh, kind of off-topic tool purchase recently. It's kind of a more of a sawmill tool purchase. Um, it just 
it just showed up last night. So I had to I had to go out and play with this morning after I dropped the kids off to daycare. Uh, I bought a pallet bander, like to you know to band pallets down. Mm-hmm. Sure. But for banding logs together after I've cut them, right? So mm-hmm. it makes it significantly easier to pick up and move a log with my tractor if it is strapped together rather than you know a bunch of loose flitches that are cut yeah. and just stay, right. Um, so less so metal bands or plastic? I bought so metal. I think would have <clears throat> been more uh, eco-friendly choice. However, I'm worried about staining with metal bands. Right. Right. With you know, because especially since some of the stuff I just recently cut was was oak, and it has a very high tanning content. So metal will react and will stain it black. Uh, so, you know, short answer plastic i ended up buying it it's a nylon or polypropylene webbing but it has like an amazing amazing breaking strength it's like 1800 pounds uh, on the breaking strength on it uh and i actually was watching some guys on youtube that were using the same stuff uh and the kit wasn't wasn't terribly expensive you could buy a pallet banding kit from like uline um but they're a couple hundred dollars like Two or three hundred dollars for a metal bander with the with the crimping pliers and the ratchet and stuff. Uh, and this one, I just I got I bought everything separate, but it uses the nylon webbing, and it was like forty bucks for a three hundred foot roll. Uh, and then the little ratcheting mechanism, and it uses little metal spring clips that don't actually crimp together. You kind of feed it through, almost like a uh, like a cinch strap kind of. Um, oh, okay, but. But it works really well. I went out and banded uh, after I got the kids off. That's where I banded two of the. I banded an ash log and a red oak log uh, that I cut. And man, it's like a piano wire. It's super tight. Um, so it's kind of one of those fun little specialty things that you don't need every day. Uh, but unless you're running the sawmill and cutting and restacking stuff, but I think it'll be make it really nice to uh, move logs around as I'm trying to organize stuff. So sure. Yeah. So where where are you storing all these logs? Just to help? <laughs> my front yard. Don't tell there, you go. there you go. <laughs> no. So he hides them behind uh, the I burned think, out cars. So yeah. it's all right. Yes. I think she's gonna see them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe that's why she's not talking to me anymore. Yeah. Uh, no, so my 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 driveway is pretty long, right? Uh, yeah. Our our house sits off the roadway, so I have um like my my front yard that's grass, but then it turns into like. Uh, I'm going to call it native prairie grass. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, between my yard and the road. Um, and I have, maybe have like 70 yards of it. Uh, and it's kind of, it's treed and kind of timber. Um, but I don't mow it. I don't want to mow it. It's kind of there mm-hmm. for the bees to to get in there and do what they will. You know, have a, a quick pollen and nectar source for them right there. Um, but I've been stacking the logs over there. So I kind of built a little bit of a, um, parking pad with gravel a couple of weeks ago. Um, and I have okay. a few of them stacked over there. Um, but yeah, it, yes, Johnny was talking to my wife. They are stacked in my front yard. Mm-hmm. She's not terribly happy about it, but you don't really see them unless you go over and look. Well, I think they make beautiful lawn ornaments. I mean, she sure. doesn't see it that way. Uh, but no, I, did, I actually had a lady that, uh, kind of gave me she has 40 acres right down the road she kind of gave me free range over her her area um they built a a big like rec building there for kids to play basketball and stuff in 
and we were shooting uh, photos there uh, this week for an article coming up. Um, but she has a bunch of bunch of red oak and black oak uh, logs that they saved when they cleared the, her land. Um, okay. So I've been out cutting her stuff, uh, kind of as a like a shared thing, like you know. The understanding is I will build her a, a dining room table out of one of these when the time comes when they build their house. In turn, I get to basically take the rest of the logs. Um, but she's allowed me to, to cut them and stack them there, which is really nice. So I just cut them on site, stack them. They're kind of in her timber, not really bothering anybody so that they can sit there and dry for a while. So That's cool. Yeah. Yep. So Phil, what have you bought recently? What have I bought recently? I'm not even sure. It's um... <laughs> your wife's not watching this. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> your secret is any of our nonsense, right? I uh, I think the only thing that I, things that I've bought recently have been like supplies and accessories. Okay. So I have the. Uh, um, I got this as a Christmas present a couple of years ago. Just a second. The Bosch 12-volt cordless mm -hmm. jigsaw mm -hmm. because I have a drill driver with the same battery on it. So I got the kind of the upgraded 3 milliamp hour batteries to go with it. Because um, I think that drill that I have is you know, coming up on like 10 years old and the batteries have lasted a surprising amount of time with them. Yeah. And uh, I just needed to, one of them was starting to not hold the charge for very long. So I did that. And then uh, <clears throat> also just got some new bandsaw blades. I usually, I, I know how to change the blades on my bandsaw, but I don't usually change them very often. You know, like I know in the articles, we usually say you should have like a quarter inch and a three eighths and a half for resawing and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I've just decided that I can keep a half inch wood slicer from Highland Woodworking uh, on my bandsaw and it pretty much does everything I want it to. You know, sure. I don't, usually have to cut super tight curves and if i do you can make usually make like a bunch of relief cuts and get the curve cut without it being a big deal mm -hmm. so yeah i'm i'm the same way with the table saw i just keep a quarter inch dado blade in there and you can pretty much do everything ripping cross cutting dados yeah. i mean it's just too much work to change it so yeah thick curved blade is what i usually yep yep you just gotta push harder yeah, maxi curve. So, yeah. yeah, it's funny. You know, it's I. I actually just bought blades for mine as well, Phil. Um, and I, I did buy two different sizes. I bought a three quarter inch and a quarter inch. Okay. Um, but I think you're right. Like, am I really going to change it? Probably not. Yeah. Should I? Yeah. Yeah, I have a quarter inch one for mine, and it's a decent quality blade. And yep. I just don't find that I want to put it in because I use my bandsaw for all the cutting in my shop, and the majority of it ends up being straight cuts, you know, ripping yeah. or joinery details or things like that, or tapers even. 
you know, so that I want a blade that's going to track as straight as I can, which I could do that. You know, I can I have my saw dialed in pretty well for what it is that I make straight cuts. But yeah. Yeah, I just so. actually bought new box of blades for the band for the, the mill. Um, and it's it floors me. And I know I've said this before, but it floors me how cheap they are compared to a regular bandsaw blade. Like these blades I just bought are from Jerry's ReSharp down in Kentucky, I think. Um, and they're like eighteen dollars a blade. Like yeah. I I think the quarter inch blade and the half inch blade I just bought were forty bucks a piece almost. Thirty five. Yeah. You know, it's like how is a blade that is half the length double the cost? Yeah. No, because I know that my the re, the wood slicer costs more than that per blade. Yeah. Yep. So. Hmm. Cool. So other than that, I'm kind of. That's kind of it for tool purchases. I'm getting to the point now where, having been in my home shop a lot more is like, do I need to start cleaning out stuff now? And it's the time for another purge. Yeah, I'm probably overdue. Hmm. Although I will say that there's been a couple of tools that I've been thinking about getting, but I don't know if I'll ever yeah. pull the trigger on that. So John, what do you got? Anything new? Um, well, as far as new tools, uh, Home Depot had that deal. I don't know if it's still going on or not. It was during June. I don't know when it ended, but you could get like the Ryobi batteries and get a free tool. And one of my batteries has gone out on my DeWalt drill set. So it's like, hey, maybe it's time to get some new tools. And I went and got the battery pack and got uh, the free drill with that. So that was a good deal. And then yep. uh, I haven't got it yet, but uh, working at home here, I don't have a bandsaw. And there's been times like, oh, man, I wish I really had a bandsaw. And so I was at Menards the other day, and I saw like a cute little 10-inch Rikon bandsaw. I was like, oh, that little baby needs a home. So I've been kind of <laughs> thinking about adopting a bandsaw. Yeah, you know. I'll take care of it. So, hey, little bandsaw, look, what do you want yeah. to be when you grow up? <laughs> yeah. And coincidentally enough, my Menards rebate uh, funds have started coming in from the Playhouse build. So, I'm ah. practically making money right. you know, by building this Playhouse. And usually, a lot of my liquidity uh, is tied up in Kohl's cash. So, <laughs> it's nice to have this like Menards rebate stuff coming in and. This playoffs must have been pretty expensive because eleven percent rebates adding up to a, this little bandsaw pretty quick. So <laughs> there you go. Uh, I think after one more week of these rebate checks coming in from Menards, I'll be ready to go out and pick that up. So we might have to do like a unboxing video or something. There you go. Nice one. Something for, with this little baby bandsaw. For people that don't have Menards around them. Menards does this thing. Their hardware store, like Home Depot or Lowe's, uh, pretty popular here in the Midwest. And they do this 11% rebate all the time, right? Uh, mm -hmm. It's not like all the time, but it's a good majority of the time. Yeah. Since March, and, it's been all the time. Yeah. Since March, it's been all the time. But you go and you, you spend $150, and you get like a, 
HBO $16 rebate off of it. And it's in-store credit. So it's not like it's just a, a check that you deposit. But yeah, it's fun. It's fun to hold on to those because it's like, hey, this is free money. It's like, right. what stupid tool can I buy that I didn't really need because it's free? <laughs> Even though you are going to go spend more money there probably next weekend. Yeah. Right. That's how they get you hooked. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny because I... Did the same thing, John Ryobi. Mm-hmm. I bought this. Uh, oh, there goes a standing disc. Uh, I bought this. Um, I I had been watching. What am I of, looking at? You are looking at a Dremel, the flex shaft. Oh, okay. See, there you go. Like yeah. a wood burning thing? Or? No, no. It's a it's a Dremel. My Dremel Uh-oh. was probably twenty years old, and it had just started to get like it was it was terrible. I used it to. Uh, do the dog's nails and stuff instead of clippers and stuff. And it was just getting bad. And I was like, you know what? My, my batteries on my Ryobi stuff are starting to get, like you said, so weak. I mean, those just won't hold a charge. Like you might get five minutes out of one and that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, Hey, I could kill two birds with one stone and, you know, buy two batteries and get a tool for free. So I got myself a, a little Dremel that's really loud and scares the crap out of the dogs. I didn't even know Ryobi made one of those. That's cool. Yeah, they do. They make they make like everything. Yeah, they make yeah. that the tire inflator. Bought one of those. I didn't realize uh, Ryobi was doing that. Otherwise, I would have. Because uh, I know one tool that I would love to have because we use it on the show all the time is their uh, cordless eighteen gauge Brad nailer, which mm-hmm. would be mm-hmm. super sweet to have because I really don't want a compressor. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because the other day I needed, uh, like, Brad Nailer. I was building something here at home, and it's like, oh, I should have grabbed that Ryobi Brad Nailer to, to use here at home, and now what am I going to do? And I was like, oh, yeah, I have a Brad Nailer and a compressor. But it's like, oh, <laughs> it's so much work to <laughs> it's so air much up the compressor. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. As if you have to use a bicycle pump to pump up the compressor or something like right. that. Right. But... Yeah. So, yeah, those are nice. Yeah. All right. So since we're doing the, the, the show of little mini topics, can I throw one more out there? Candid. Sure, Mike? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys have any projects that you have been just sitting on for months or years that just um, have never got finished for one reason or another? All of them? Wow. Like, do you want me to question. just do like a 360 slow pan <laughs> around the show? Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the reason I asked this because I, I just sat, I'm sitting here and there's a shelf right behind my computer and camera, and I have this kitchen knife sitting there. It's like I did these. I I bought a set from Woodcraft, I think, of right. these, mm-hmm. you know, Damascus steel Japanese, like the Shun ones or whatever. Or... These are Z H E N Zen. Zen. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, see there. Uh, but anyways, and this is the bread knife. And I keep every time I get my bread knife out upstairs, I'm like, this. I say some nice things about the bread knife, uh, hurt its feelings and everything. And I have a really nice one down here, just have never finished. And why haven't I finished it? You ask. I don't know. It's yeah. hitting. It's ready to go. I mean, I have other stuff I'm trying to finish right now, like a hand plane. But it's like. How stupid is this? It would take me 30 minutes to finish this thing. I just had to epoxy it together and shape the handle. Come on. Like, yep. dumb. Wrap some, some electrical rivets. tape around that handle and let her rip, you know? <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Yes. Move I on. Tape is food safe. <laughs> yeah. Get the hockey tape out. Do it Rob Cosman style. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's true. No, I mean, do you guys have any of those? It's like, this is so dumb. It would take me 10 minutes to finish it. Never have. Yeah, uh, they're not I've like ne- that. I've never finished a project. I'm just going to say it. They're all unfinished. That's why I get like half projects out of the uh, the prototypes out of the dumpster because it's like you're 90% of the way there. You just finish it off. You just like tie down off. the calf, put your arms up in the air, and you're done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's true. I, I, to be fair, Phil, I have done the same thing. I like, I grabbed uh, one of the things sitting here. This is going to probably be loud. I grabbed this thing. You guys recognize this from our uh, rocking horse? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was one of Chris's prototypes when he was trying to figure out the laminations. And I think he probably didn't use it because there was a tiny little blue joint gap right there. Mm, But it was in the dumpster. I'm like, no freaking way is that going to go away. I'll make a rocking horse or a swing. Yeah. How Mm -hmm. hard is that to do? It's not that hard, right? I know. Slap a saddle on that thing and it's done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From so a tree. Like, yeah. Well, that's what, that's what I thought initially. I was like, I could probably, like, I think my butt would fit in that thing. Like, yeah. I could hang that up. Make a swinging horse. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. If I hung this, I don't have any ash tree things in. Mm. Your butt oh, goes yeah. in there, it doesn't have to go in the ash tree. Yeah. That was okay. a reach, wasn't it? That's a reach. Yeah, that's not even. Just, that's not even funny. No, I know. We didn't. We didn't have any good butt jokes this this one. Right. Yeah, I don't want John's parents to be disappointed. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did just get like a buttload of ash for that uh, platform yeah. bed we're gonna build. You sure did. So much I ash. It was a thousand degrees yeah. out, and I helped the guy. Thank you for it. that. Yeah, you're welcome. It was heavy too. Yeah. It was it was actually some really nice stuff. Yeah, totally. like it it looked like it was very nice, very nice pieces of ash. Yeah, you never know what you're gonna get um, when you just order it unseen. But yeah, it was really good. So yeah, I'm pleased. Yeah, we uh we order uh, some of our hardwood. We order for the magazine from uh, Liberty Hardwood here. In, uh, technically, I guess they're in Ankeny, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Up here in God's um, country. Yep. <laughs> And and there's one down in I think Kansas City as well. Yeah. Uh, and their prices are very good. Um, sometimes the stock isn't what we need for the magazine. Um, sometimes there's some variation in it, but uh, that ash was super nice. Um, mm-hmm. And they actually had ash plywood, didn't they? Plywood, yeah, yeah, three quarter inch ash plywood. So I don't know. I'll take it. Got it all. Yeah. Big old of ash. Yep. So, so, so yeah, I have the uh, gentleman's dresser from season twelve mm-hmm. of the TV show, right? Twelve. Yep. Yep. Thirteen. Anyway. Twelve. And twelve. Yeah. And I have that. It's been sitting in my shop here. It is a much larger piece of furniture than I imagined. And so it's taken up a good amount of space. And right now it has a, 
couple of replacement basement windows sitting in there that I need to install in the house and a tool bag and it's become shop storage it's kind of yeah. a fixture I need to get that done and all the pieces are there so it really doesn't need a lot of work for it to be complete but you know it needs its final sanding and I have to decide what I'm going to do with finish on it and the drawer there's a big top drawer that goes across and uh um we built that to pretty close tolerances for the opening so i actually had to remove the top in order to get the drawer out so i'm gonna have to do some work on trimming that down to make that fit and so the tolerance is too close <laughs> or there were there were winter tolerance the watertight it was watertight. I <laughs> I couldn't, first of all, like, you know, we didn't put any pulls on it at the point, at the time when we finished mm -hmm. that section of that one. So uh, I figured out where the pulls were going to be, drove two screws in, and then grabbed it with, like, vice grips to try and pull it out. Nope, didn't work. Couldn't get it to mm -hmm. budge at all. And then I remembered that we hadn't put the, hadn't glued in the faux tenons on the top, mm -hmm. so I could pop those out, unscrew the top, lift it off, and then it came out but it was it was wedged in tight so right i think also the other thing is like i'm not sure where it's going to go in our house I, yeah so and then i have a couple of small projects some boxes you know we, we need to make a prop for photos for the magazine or something like that so you just do a box and so i have several of those sitting around and then i have uh pieces for one of those cheese and cracker trays that we did on the show mm -hmm. the fancy uh, round round crackers the fancy round crackers yes okay so nice. i have one of those that i want to finish let's see what else do i have up here i think that's it i've been trying to control myself on what i what you bring home what you adopt yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah what i adopt and then also because I've been kind of frustrated with myself over this quarantine period of having like too many projects in the air, which is sometimes mm -hmm. kind of nice because you can kind of get a project and it's, you know, get it to a stage where you have to let glue joints cure or something like that. So you can pick up something else. But at the other hand, it's like you end up making like small amounts of progress on eight different things. So it feels like you got nothing done. So anyway, so those are yeah. my ones. Mm. And John just never finishes projects. Right, right. They're all pretty. They're all usable. Is the treehouse done? Uh, it's house. usable. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I have left on is like some trim pieces for the railing, and then it just needs to be painted, I guess. So it's oh, pretty it's like, close. It's like it's like an actual house then. Like you don't do any of that stuff until you're ready to sell. Right. Exactly. Right? Until mm -hmm. we're ready to get move. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. We'll, yeah, because we'll otherwise nice you got to repaint it anyway. So right, yeah, yeah. All right, you want to wrap it up with what you're currently working on, then? Me? Sure. What I'm currently working on? Yeah. What are you currently working on, John? Oh, okay. Um. Well, that platform bed for next week, coming to the show. Working cool. on that a little bit. Um. Working on some readers' tips here in my shop for the next issue of the magazine. So that's always fun. A lot of tinkering, whatnot. So. Nothing too exciting. Okay. Just swelter sweltering in the Iowa heat. 
Well, I uh, just recently finished one of my Christmas projects, and I know that most of my family does not watch this podcast, so it's a candle lantern that we did in the magazine just recently, and I was the editor of Report on that. So I did the, made one. I had some cedar, some really tight-grained cedar in my shop that was calling out for a project, so I made the candle lantern out of that and just got the handle attached to it. And, and then with uh, some of the extra pieces, I glued up a panel and then tried my hand at some letter carving. So I made a, made a welcome sign with, did some incised mm. lettering on there. So that was kind of a fun, I hadn't really ever done it and I wanted to try and it's not as easy as it seems. And kind of brings up the point of when you're learning a new skill, do you just like dive into it or do you do practice? And I guess I viewed it as it was just like a, it was a practice piece, but I wanted it to be something that was a project. I mean, it was leftover material. So if I had really dorked it up, like I could just toss it and not feel too bad about it. But I don't know. I feel like sometimes shop time is pretty precious to me. So I don't want to, spend it doing a bunch of you know small scale practice work on it mm -hmm. so that's just how i look at it so i'm doing that and then now that i have some of those out of the way i've gone back to my dragon space capsule mm -hmm. carving project that i've been working on so so i feel good about that making some progress sweating speaking of sweat uh this week we did uh, I got some sawmill time in for some photos on the for a magazine article uh, which was super fun it's cool to have uh, Chris and Bob out to, to do that we spent an hour or so winching some logs out of a pile which was a blast I was I was like it always is interesting to me how big of stuff you can actually move with like a winch and some snatch blocks and you know, some ramps and mechanical advantage, you know, which is super fun and able to move huge stuff that you probably shouldn't be able to move. Um, but yeah, we cut, we cut some red oak. Super cool. Uh, I have a couple logs here to cut. I would really like our, uh, our video crew to come out with, uh, to film with some, uh, a couple of really big cherry, big cherry for Iowa and a uh, red elm, which is interesting. Never, has a weird twist to it, which I think will be really cool. Uh, so I'd like to get out and film that. And I really just want Phil and John, you guys, to be here to help me move these logs. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like fun. Yeah. Free labor. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's face doesn't tell me he's looking forward to it. Surprise! Yeah, I'm super excited. Um, yeah. Sign um, me up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I've been uh, actually enjoying these last what, three days? Uh, kids have been back in daycare. Oh, man, it's quiet in the house. Um, I can actually get stuff done. Uh, instead of trying to do it between, like, 5 and 7.30 or 8 when they go to bed and dinner time stuff, you know? Uh, yeah. So that's when my wife's not working, and then I can come down here and beat on stuff, which uh, most of the beating on has been on this, uh, this bronze plane. So uh, just peened it all together and ready to get the soul peened on, which will be fun. Um, 
that is getting shot next week for the magazine. So that'll be cool. Uh, I'm interested to see what that bronze is going to look like once it's all sanded and buffed and ready to ready to get shot. So I'm trying to tell myself I need to find some projects to do inside because it's just so dang hot out. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I want to go out and saw, but I also want to stay cool and not die. <laughs> Stay cool and not die. Yeah. Today's like advisory. And, and I'm sorry, you, you guys are sitting in your garages, so I'm... Right. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Unconditioned I'm sorry. garages. Yes. Right. Well aware of the heat. Like I was sauna. Thinking, it's chilly down here in my basement. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> You're like, we can stop while you go get a blanket or something. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> uh, sure. All right, then. Thanks again for listening, everybody, to this episode of the Shop Notes podcast. If you have any questions or comments or smart remarks, please note that you can send them in to us by email at woodsmith at woodsmith.com, and we'll get back to you on those. Uh, also, wherever you're listening to your podcast, we'd love it if you could give us a rating and a review, help us get out to more woodworkers and reach a larger audience. So otherwise, you can also check out the video version of the podcast on our YouTube channel and the show notes page at woodsmithshop or woodsmith.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll talk to you again next week. This episode of the Shop Notes podcast is brought to you by Woodsmith Plans. You'll find nearly a thousand plans covering everything that you'd want to build. From furniture projects to gift projects, kitchen accessories, workshop projects and jigs, and more. Find your next project at woodsmithplans.com.